Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Is it too late now to say sorry? Because I'm missing more than just your body. Oh, is it too late now to say sorry? Yeah, I know all that I let you down. Is it too late to say sorry now? It's not too late for the Washington football team to win the NFC East. Welcome to a turducken edition of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. I'm your host, Eagles prisoner, Daniel Hardigan. I still hate my team. Moving on. With us as always, Chiefs fan, Danny Solomon. Danny, how does that Sunday night performance even rank in Mahomes' top five moments? He makes it look so casual. Yeah, it was casual. I mean, granted, all the moments up to that moment were very stressful, as my wife can attest, but it was because of the defense. I had no doubt in my mind that Mahomes was going to do what he did. It did not. I wanted them to score. I wanted them to score quick. Let Mahomes get in there. Yeah, Jason Witten got to touch the ball. Uh, also, we got Washington football team fan Jamel Johnson. Jamel, you are on the ground in D.C. Is D.C. alive? Is it buzzing? Are people excited about the team? Uh, yeah, everyone's excited about the team. I love the team, and I hate myself. Uh, and also, we have a guest joining the show today. We have uh, a great writer and Hollywood big shot. We have Bears fan Matt Harris in the house. My favorite Ooh. intro ever. <laughs> Happy to be here. Honored to be here. Matt, let's take a let's take a pulse from Bears Nation. Your team has a good record, but you have a quarterback controversy, and I think everyone hates this team. How are you feeling going into this weekend? Isn't it amazing to think that the Bears are five and five? Isn't that kind of crazy, right? I mean, you would think with everything that's being written, I don't know how much you guys read about the Bears, but, you know, their fast start. You know Mitch Trubisky has a better quarterback rating than uh, that Eagles cast off who got lucky in one season, Nick Foles? Got lucky in a few games this year, too. the field after bruising his butt, dude. He got the whole high flag from everybody. Everybody came out like, damn, you're done for the year. Let's hope you get back, you know? He got the, the Smith treatment there, and really, he's he got nothing. He's got nothing but a brute. That's what they're saying. Better QBR, but what's his dick rating? Yeah. I think we uh, all know. We think we all know who stacks up there. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you know something about Mitch. I don't know. <laughs> I, got... <laughs> I, need to, I didn't go that in-depth on the uh, <laughs> report. But, uh, oh. no, I mean, as a Bears fan, it's – well, I mean, it's every season, right? It's frustrating. We traded up to get that piece of shit, and uh, you know, it's 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 a failing. It's a failing on so many levels. I would take up your entire time talking about the history of failure. I can tell you this: this season, how frustrating it's been. I've had the NFL Sunday ticket ever since I had it on TiVo, right? Um, So I've had it for years. I just renew automatically. I renew. Um, I don't miss a game. 
I've never missed a game. Only time I haven't watched a game is when I've been in person at a game. I skipped a game. Wow. Which game? The Titans game. Yeah. Yeah. I skipped it. I skipped it. I listened to it. I was... I chose to, to play golf. Usually, you know, if nothing else, like if I, even if I get home in the second half, I'm recording something and I'll watch it, right? You know, and I'll catch up, right? But it was just, I saw what was happening. I saw a couple updates come over my phone, you know. It's just so pathetic. And the fact that they had 14 yards of offense in the second half in their last game is, uh, you know, and I mean, admittedly, they have one of the best defenses in the league, statistically and demonstrably, with your eyes, you can see they really do. But uh, just to let it go like they have, and to continue to fail to put an offense on the field that complements it, it's just yeah. uh, staggering. I've seen Allen Robinson's body language has just slowly yeah. gone from trying to hide it to he's just openly like, I hate this team. I hate both my quarterbacks. I don't know what else to do. Nagy has that Nagy look on his face. Uh, I don't think because they have guys running open. They'll just it's like little things that just there's something not clicking with that team. The culture there, you know, as I understand, (laughs) I'm not there, but you can only base it on what you read. The culture in in the Bears organization is probably one of the best it's ever been, particularly with a losing team. But the culture there is supposed to be really good. Nagy's a very positive guy. Ryan Pace is a very positive guy. And they always say the right things. But the truth is, you know, they fail to identify top-end talent. They can identify, I think they do a great job of drafting in the second and third round. They've done that throughout, you know, like Eddie Jackson, you know, and some others that they've gotten in later rounds. They've been really great at it. But, um, frankly, their failure to, like, you know, I mean, look, let's put it, all out there. It's Mitch Trubisky. I don't want Danny to fucking gloat any more than I know he's already gloating over there. But let's face it, you know, that was a franchise decision that they made when they had that pick. You had that quarterback class coming out. It was a franchise decision. And they're going to have to live with it. You know, they are just going to have to live with it. But, the trade-up you know, really hurts, I think. The trade-up, but, but the, even without the trade-up, though, Danny, I mean, you still, they never evaluated Mahomes. They never went deep on Mahomes and decided, like, they never even brought him in, like, to do the full-on day, spend two days with him, you know? They never Just watch him it. on Gruden's QB camp. You could see the confidence. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, look, there was a lot of people, Mel Kuyper, whatever you may think of him, you know, a lot of people thought really highly of Mitch Trubisky, you know, thought he could be that guy. And we never know, right? You never know. But uh, you had a guy, Ryan Pace, who was trying to model the team that he had worked for, you know, for the Saints. He came out of that uh, organization. He wanted his Drew Brees, and he thought he had his Drew Brees. He had a mobile, albeit smaller, quarterback, you know. And um, but he's no Drew Brees, that's for sure. Uh, but the one thing we do know is if the Chiefs drafted Mitch Trubisky, Danny would be Kyle Rittenhouse. He would be in the streets with a gun. So for the sake of like our like us and like our what? immediate lives, it's this is good. Yeah, yeah. No I was going to say it's pretty commendable to have watched every Bears game and pro- it possible for you know years on end. Because, you know, I think most of us are the same way where it's just like we kind of build our lives around this thing for, you know, reasons beyond that are any real understanding. Maybe it's a connection to being a kid or to love a sport. But 
you know, in year, it just wears on you. And it's then the, like, let's be honest, it's indefensible what we do. <laughs> really, no good rationale. There is period. We're all aspiring writers and uh, entertainers, and you know, this is fucking bullshit that we spend this much time. <laughs> emotionally, emotionally, I am really uh, disappointed in myself. How much emotion I invest in this fucking sport? Okay. So there you go. That's I don't know. I on my, on my deathbed, I think I'll be proud of the amount of time I spent watching Patrick Mahomes highlights. <laughs> yeah. Ten, ten right. championships later, you'll be stoked. I yeah, that's if, kind of the, if only I lived that long. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the mission statement of the show: is we know it's bad for us, yet we keep tuning in anyway. We keep watching. We know the league from the structure of it all the way down to the players and employees all have fatal flaws and we just stick with it anyway, which brings us to what we hated about watching football this week. I'm just going to start first because usually we start with Danny, but because we're already kind of on topic. Yeah. It's what I've hated this routine as a fan. I'm up in big Sur right now on my honeymoon. And I built this past Sunday around the Eagles. I brought my Jersey. I got my hat. I brought an HDMI cord converter so I could hook up the laptop to watch the game in the room. Right. And for what? We were having a fucking awesome weekend, and then I got to carve out three hours for this team that just lets me down consistently and just makes me a, not a fun person to be around. It's just a, a shit three hours. Like, what the fuck am I doing? Can I, give a, can I give a counterpoint to that? I agree, obviously, and, and we need to hear from Kim at some point this season. Uh, but I do think that while it does underscore terrible choices that you've made in your life, uh, it also provides you with the kind of joy that can enhance your life in the same situation. Like right the day after I got married, the day I carved out three hours to watch the Chiefs play the Panthers, we were losing the entire time. It looked like a dark stain on my wedding weekend. And instead, Marcus Peters strips the ball. We get a final field goal. We win the game. It's what I remember from my wedding weekend, to be honest. <laughs> The biggest, the best memory I have. Best takeaway. <laughs> uh, Danny, what did you hate about watching football this week? Um, well, you know, I don't want to twist the knife, but this is all already written down. So I'll just say what I hated is being the only winner on this podcast. Um, you know, in an ideal world, all of our teams would be nine and one. And this season would be a lot more fun for us to talk about. But instead... Our listeners are forced to trudge through the swamp of sorrow that is the Eagles and Washington before finally reaching the golden hills of Kansas City, usually at the end of the podcast since we play so many primetime games. And it's lonely here at the top, you know, because people are counting on me now to bring the cheeriness and optimism that they crave from these episodes. And because your teams are such a weak old Arby's dumpster fire, me and the Chiefs are forced to do all the heavy lifting for the rest of the year. And then to make it even worse, we book guests like Matt Harris, who makes us talk about the Bears and the very real possibility that the Foles Trubisky quarterback controversy ends in a double knockout. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone at home, just hang tight through the Tyler Bray conversation that we're going to have and Alex killing a more fun quarterback in his game and Wentz deteriorating faster than the bad guy in last crusade and i promise a mahomes ray of sunshine at the end bro i'm a titans fan don't put that on me (laughs) 
I mean, it's true. Show morale is tough. To, and, you know, Danny, we had you uh, very trustworthy when the politics season was at its height to come in railing scorched earth hot about mm-hmm. something that pissed you off. And right now your life's pretty good. And it's a strange place for the show to be. It's, it's tough to, it's tough to chin up that anger. Can we be honest here? They barely beat them. Okay. <laughs> did not go in to Vegas and dominate a football game. Your defense is suspect. You still give up a Thank lot you. of points. Thank you. you, know, you hey, are not, you are not clear. You're not in the clear, buddy. And You're Trump not- got 72 million votes, but Biden got a few more. That's all yeah. that matters. The W on the scoreboard. Now we got a new president. Everything's cool. We and we're nine and one. <laughs> I'm impressed by the Raiders. I don't want to interrupt this flow, but I, I am too. Know. They were great. They played great. And Carr is the best quarterback I think we've played this year. I've been high on him. I think Gruden's a real coach. I think it's t- okay. It's a little early to crown him like like I want to, but like if the Raiders win a playoff game, John Gruden is everything we were told right? he was. He yeah. is the guy. And we all rooted for him to kind of fall on his face, right? I we sure did. Oh yeah. Especially when he let go of Antonio Brown, all of America was like, "This dude's an idiot." Put him back in the booth. We had no idea Antonio Brown was insane and had a blonde mustache. I had no idea. <laughs> he really is off his meds, man. That guy just can't fit in anywhere. That was the first correct call. That was a canary in the coal mine of our of our Gruden hate, was that getting rid of Antonio Brown ended up being a very obvious move that even Belichick made right after. And we couldn't give it to Gruden until now. That is That is true. Yeah, I had. I was texting my Raiders uh, buddy, and he was his. Ho- I was like, "Look, man, what's your hope with Mahomes? You have to go against this guy, you know, for the next ten plus years." He says he wants him to be the next Rogers, where he's just fourteen and two every season, and he's always great. But he just won that one title, and then it just kind of never happens again. And I'm like, that seems like best case scenario. So that's your worst uh, scenario, there, Danny. Is you guys just. He should have two titles by now. I mean, that that uh, Brady getting the ball in overtime business. So I don't think he's going to be Rodgers. But, hey, I'm, I'd am i be fine with taking the ride. Rodgers is still alive and kicking, still doing State Farm. Yeah, and if they don't do uh, if they don't do what Green Bay failed to do, which is get a really decent running game, you know, to complement it, that's what uh, Green Bay, I always feel like, has failed to do. Not taking nothing away from Jones. He's pretty good, but. If they fall off. Jamel, what would you hate about watching football this week? Um, Okay, so what I did hate about football does have to do with my morale, uh, i.e. my fantasy football woes. What I hated, uh, aside from myself, as you all know, Tom Brady. I... There's no reason for Leonard Fournette to get the ball at all in this offense, okay? He's not... They're they, okay. You can argue that they are the same amount of shitty running back, but if you wa- I watched every snap of that game last night, and Ronald Jones is on a way tighter leash than a dude who broke off a 99 yard run should be on. He dropped one screen pass and he got pulled. Leonard Fournette got to drop three of them shits. He finished the game with like 44 yards and a touchdown. That's ass. That is confirmed ass. And Tom Brady has no reason to be like, oh, Leonard Fournette's my guy. Your guy sucks dick, okay? 
Get over it. That's why you lost the game. I hope you guys never win again. As long as the Wombats are losing, Tom Brady is losing, go to yeah. hell. I wanted to know who on your fantasy football team is implicated by that Tampa Bay game. Man, it was, I, I was all over. I had Jared Goff. I was um, playing Cooper Cup. Yeah. Kip had Fournette. I had Ronald Jones. And Kip had oh, LA's oh. defense. So then the game is down to the wire. I'm down one. And I'm one, and Tom's got the ball with two minutes left. This is Tom Brady time. And I am a possession away from a mythical fantasy tie. You never seen a tie. They they the points go to thousandths. Right. For the for our game to end in a tie would have been miraculous. And Tom throws the most duck ball of a pick I've ever seen. I never mind. I don't have any more jokes. I'm just very upset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fantasy football is coming down to the uh the heated wire right now where it's, it starts to to impact you in different ways. It's not fun anymore. It's almost never fun, but now it's really you can oh. see that the season's coming to an end and you're not going to win your money back. For me to be locked in a nut, a nut hugger with Kip, <laughs> uh, it's like, it's, it, it, there's no excuse. I have no excuse. And then my, then my last two games are against you, Dan, third place, and first place, Middleman, who's been trying to take my team from me for nothing all season. If this dude beats me with the dudes he tried to give me, I might jump off a bridge. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, some weird trades proposed to me. He pulled them back too, which was kind of weird. Matt, I am going to take this moment, perfect opportunity to remind you to set your lineup. There's a yeah. couple of weeks left and I want you to spoil some people. There are some people who need to be spoiled. Is Allie uh, listening? Tell Allie too, man. What the fuck? I know. I, I need to, I need to get I, her on I the horn. a couple of weeks there where it was that uh, TV show we all work on to kind of dominate my mind there for a little bit. And I kind That's of, true. that's true. Right. But uh, I was doing pretty well there too for a while. Yeah, the yeah, shit I, you have to deal with behind the scenes, I'm sure, is just uh, gargantuan. Considering we get angry at the very smallest, lowest yeah. levels of the things that you're dealing with. Yeah, yeah. I hope that you're able to actually detach for a week. I, you know, I know right now we have a down period, so pretty much. I know you guys don't want to talk shop, but uh, yeah, pretty much. We're setting out cuts today. So uh, that's what your notes are. All right, let's get in. Matt, what did you hate about watching football this week? Man, well, I hated that the Bears weren't on. That's number one, you know? <laughs> Still? You didn't like the week off? Guys. No, I, you know, I really I don't like the uh, bye weeks. I don't care for them. I just think it delays things, draws things out. But what did I hate about watching football? <sighs> Man, I really got to say um, – I hated watching that uh, that Eagles game. I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, that They're, game was ass, bro. I yeah. was on a plane. You know, I I don't really – that division is not going to produce a Super Bowl champion. I think we can all agree. <laughs> but I'm really not – I don't want to see – like, why is Dallas suddenly able to emerge? You know what I mean? Because uh, Mike McCarthy did a Gallagher. Yeah, uh, they had Black Gallagher. <laughs> Black Gallagher in the Saturday meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see that story, Matt? No, I did not. Is that what he Uh, did? He pumped his team up by smashing watermelons with a sledgehammer. (laughs) I wish wish that was made up, but it's not. I don't want to see them succeed at all. I really don't. I I know. It was Green Bay days. And so I was hoping, you know, 
Philadelphia would put some shit together. I like Peterson. I think he's a good guy. So, yeah, I hated watching that. That game was I'm also sorry. six hours long. Why was it so long, Dan? Yeah, the first half went really fast, and then somehow it really drug out on this. I don't know what. I'm sorry. I don't want to make. I don't even want to talk about that game. It was one of the low points. I was texting other Eagles fans, Sean Green, just like what. I was like, hey, it was 2015 worse when we had Sam Bradford. Was 2012 worse? The the dream team season. Uh, just. We were really trying to scrape of like, when is the t- last time you felt like this? You know, we, we hate this team, but this is getting yeah, uh, just pretty startling turnovers in there. You know, we're just saying, Hey, make, Car- make Carson Wentz a fullback and just run the ball every single play. So oh, you got Jalen Hurts. You're not going to even talk about your newly drafted quarterback, backup quarterback at the moment, but could jump in. Do something. I mean, none of those two-point conversions he's been put in on have done anything. But maybe he's got better juice. He's got Taysom Hill type juice. Maybe got to try they're him. At, they're adamant about keeping Wentz in. It's just not even a a question. It's you know, he'll, the coach will cut you off as you're asking the question. It's like that's my guy. That's what we're doing. So they're kind of in love with their own evaluations, which is you know a, a classic football mistake where they overvalue their own players and it's well, yeah everyone can see that this is a problem they start to defend their mistakes right instead of being able to admit their mistakes and move on they try to defend those mistakes that's just what we were talking about about trump supporters before this podcast in the in the ramp up how you're just not going to get them to say they fucked up and this guy was just a, a fuck you to all of our snootiness instead they pretend like they really legitimately like the guy and he has great ideas and they're going to do it for years. And the same thing is happening to the Wentz people. <laughs> I don't know if there's any Wentz people other than the Eagles coaching staff yeah. and Mrs. Wentz. Well, well losing you and Sean Green is big for the Wentz train. Well, and Jesus Christ, don't forget. Our savior is pretty big on him too. I think he was the first one to walk out. Yeah. <laughs> one set of footprints? I don't there were some terrible turnovers that he made. He really did. It was just crucial. There's even one that got overturned. He he could add more too. Yeah. He, he's playing. I don't know what the what's happened. It's like Danny said. It's last crusade, face melting, fast. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> okay, let's move on. Uh, obviously, this is our our big Thanksgiving week special. Thanksgiving honeymoon. <laughs> Thanksgiving honeymoon. <laughs> we, we will be back on Thursday to just have. I don't know, Chinese food by ourselves. I don't know what we're going to do. You know, since we're not going to have a, a big family feast this year, and I know most of us probably go around the table and say what we're thankful for, we're going to do it on this show. And we're going to say what we're thankful for when it comes to football this season. Uh, could be something from the NFL. Could be a Pop Warner League game or a high school memory, Jamel. You're always bringing up your high school glory days. You want to start us off? Jamel, what are you thankful for this year? <laughs> yeah, The show's always so negative. Let's get <laughs> I'm thankful for the six games I played in high school that I talk about every episode on this podcast. Uh, but, you know, I'm, th- I'm thankful for my little brothers, Juwan and, and Jaron, who give me the most solid football advice and are actually good at football. I was very okay. They are actually exceptional, both of them. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful that I get to watch meaningful football in November. Yeah. As a team fan, usually the year's done by now. And you know, I'm 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 pulling my Titans jersey out of the uh, war chest. 
but uh, it's not not quite yet. And yeah, it's because we're a part of the worst division in football history since they wore leather helmets. But I don't care. I'm here now, and I'm here with my guys. And they're not going to play Haskins, and that's frustrating. But so what? We're in second place, and that's only on a, a technicality. We're going to beat the fucking shit out of Philly in Philly, and it's going to make me feel good. And yeah, we're going to blow this Cowboys game, but it'll be fun. <laughs> Don't blow the Cowboys game. This is the most fun Thanksgiving no, matchup no. we get. Yeah, no, as long as long as he's still smashing fruit, he's gonna bring some cantaloupe in. Once they run out of, so they've got three weeks of winning because you've got cantaloupe, honeydew, and then they're done. They already did watermelon. That might be enough. I to actually, win I'm ready to buy in on uh, on the team to go all the way. I know that sounds Whoa. crazy. Everybody's been every team's been jerked off in turn throughout the season. Nobody can admit that just all of them are the worst. And it's, you know, one week it's like, oh, the Giants got it. This week it's Dallas week. Then you guys are going to win. It's going to be you again. And I did the math. Calculate that week by week. And at the very end of the eeny, meeny, miny, mo of this, Washington football team is at the top. I will say that the, the end of our schedule is somewhat brutal. We've got Pittsburgh and Seattle in there and two more L's. So I like that you said that. And I'm thankful for you, Danny. But You just got to get to five wins, man. That's it. Yeah. Yo, if we go to the playoffs on five wins, that's we got to get relegated. They got to they gotta make us play in England if we go to the playoffs on five wins. Who are they bringing in? Leeds United, uh, nah, they should bring in like they should bring in Clemson. Just remove them from the college and let them, you know, let them play with the big boys. The age-old argument: whenever there's a terrible team, it's just like, well, I think Alabama might be able to beat the Lions or whoever else the is terrible. Is like, no, because one team is grown-ups who hate their coach; the other team is children. You know, they used to play a game. I don't know if you guys, you guys are too young to remember. Uh, they used to play a game every year with the Super Bowl champion would play against college all-stars. Wow. I think, and I think I watched the very last one. It was when the Steelers won the Super Bowl and like – Did someone die? Is that why they stopped it? And they played it at Soldier Field, and it was raining so hard that they basically just kind of called the game at the end because the field was just becoming a puddle. It was just a deluge. And so they, they don't – they scrapped the game. But – the pro teams always destroyed the college. Yeah. Sure on. makes sense. They were all stars, you know. And it was just, it was literally men against boys. Always kind of yeah, fun. A couple more years in the weight room. You can't, there's, there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. And plus, colleges don't even run no real offenses. They run in wing T. I still wish they ran the wishbone, man. I wish they had kind of had that shit again. That's, that's the only offense I know. Saints are doing it. Kinda. Do you think Drew Brees ever sees the field again? Yes, I think I think they have the same dedication to him as the Eagles, unfortunately, do to Carson Wentz. Doesn't matter how old he gets, they're just going to let him continue to be back there, even if it's one third of the snaps. I think Danny, what do you what are you thankful for this season? You know, I guess you're kind of touching on it, Jamel, but I, I'm thankful for the stretch run, man. These last, this is the best time of the year. Thanksgiving and beyond, where shit gets serious and fate just takes your team into its warm, ample bosom or coldly slaps you in the face like Joe Judge. Just, it was, everything's different. 
this part of the year. Going into week 12 last year, I looked some of this up. Obviously, I didn't need to look this up, but the Chiefs were 6-4. and four. They had just lost to the Titans. They were tied with Oakland. Dallas was in first. The Pats were the best team by far. And the Washington football team, I don't know if you know this, was called the Redskins. Whoa. Hold, hold the phone. Insane, right? I mean, and, and in fantasy, you could get away with, you could be starting Philip Dorsett over DK Metcalf at that time. Leonard Fournette, you mentioned him. You could start him over Derrick Henry, and it would have made sense. You could have started Mason Rudolph over Ryan Tannehill. We just we don't know much about what's going to happen the rest of the season, and now we're going to find out. This is the mail-in ballots time. This is when everything could get completely upside down from where it is now. So you can't get too excited or too depressed. It's all out of our control. So just brine that fucking turkey and take the ride. <laughs> the only I thing like- we know is that the Chiefs are going to win the, the Super Bowl, but that's it. That's really good. That's really good. Fine. Matt, what are you thankful for this season? Well, I thankfully I don't have to listen to any more of Danny's rants. Um, about hey. the I am, you know, it's funny for me. It's just the whole season, the distraction of it. You know, I'm grateful that they got to play. I'm grateful that they managed to put teams on the field, even without fans in the stands in most places. Um, I'm, you know, because like we talked about, we kind of build our lives around it, but it's also like the number one thing that I talk to my dad about on Sunday nights, right? You know, I get that call, I get that text, we start exchanging, you know, thoughts, anger, you know, and we disagree sometimes, you know, he's, he's an insufferable optimist, my dad is, and so I still wants Trubisky in there, you know. Oh. Um, I don't even know if he's fully convinced that John Fox was a mistake yet, so... Um, but it's just like that kind of thing. I, I realize it just, um, not only a distraction, it kind of brings us together, you know, binds people. It's a common cultural experience, you know, I don't want to get too deep on it, but, uh, I love that fact of it. You know what I also am grateful for? I think that Derek Henry is single-handedly showing the value of a running game. I know I'm old school and, you know, I heard some expert this week say that you can no longer say that a uh, great defense will always beat a great offense. It used to always be the case, right? You know, but it's no longer the truth anymore. And you can say it's the rules in the passing game that's evolved. And I, I'm not trying to take away from the passing game, but I love a game that could still be controlled on the ground. You know, I love watching Derrick Henry beat the shit out of people on a football field. And just run at him and run at him and run at him. And they've got the will to do that, even when he's only getting two and three yards at a time, knowing that he's going to break through eventually, right? And he's going to get into that defensive backfield, and you're never going to be able to stop him. You're never going to be able to control him. And it's you're watching grown men just get humiliated, you know? And I love that aspect of football. I really do. I really we're do. Look, we're looking at you, Josh Norman. Yeah. Well, and there's there's a great point about Trubisky that your dad might be able to use on you is that Derrick Henry is a guy who was pretty ineffective for the first couple of seasons of his career. Turned it all around. Same yeah. Derek Carr, same thing. You I know, you, if you give a guy enough chances, maybe he figures it out. Yeah, and I don't think that Matt Nagy is the offensive wizard that we thought he was. You know, I think Andy Reid was probably happy to let him go. Andy Reid only let him call uh, the offensive plays for one game. 
that was it. He was actually sharing the offensive coordinator position with Brad Childress. They were co had autonomy and control and he was handed the reins. Again, the Bears are always chasing it, right? You know, they're chasing their they need to find their next young wonderkin, right? You know, like everybody else was trying to find. And uh, obviously coming out of that Andy Reid school, when you see Doug Peterson and others, you know, you think, oh, that's the, this is the next great one. Let's grab him while we can, you know, big mistake, big mistake. But yeah, I'm grateful for a lot. You know, I, I love football as much as you guys know, I love baseball, right? And I enjoyed this baseball season. I thought it was fun. I thought they did a good job pulling it off. But it definitely feels like an asterisk season and not just the shortened nature of it, you know, Um it just felt like an asterisk season. This, to me, is a full-on season. I'm grateful that they pulled it off. Not like the NBA either. Um, it's been awesome. It's been Knock amazing. on wood. Yeah, Still got some games left. The Ravens are starting yeah, to spread it The Ravens are around. practicing. Yeah, there's. I mean, Eddie Jackson's out. They're practicing on Blackboard right now. It's funny that you said Derrick Henry because I am thankful for Coach Mike Vrabel for some of the same reasons and because he's a frequent guest of the show. Mike oh, hey, hey, how you, how you doing, guys? Hey, it's oh. uh, me, Mike Brable. Hey, Matt Harris, uh, nice to finally meet you, sir. Sorry about uh, beating your bears a few weeks back there. Uh, for, uh, but for what it's worth, I did have a heart attack right after the game. <laughs> so somehow we have Mike Vrabel, who is taking on the voice of one of the super fans through Jamel. It's incredible. He shows up every now and then. Uh, but I'm also thankful for the coronavirus for another reason. It's for keeping these players off-field issues to a record low this season. These guys are basically test subjects for this high-security experiment, and we get to watch and take notes from what's happening on this huge business model where they're kind of the guinea pigs in a lot of ways. We're just sending them <laughs> from city to city, and they're taking experimental drugs, and we're just like, all right, guys, hopefully uh, we'll learn something from this. <laughs> and uh, they're doing so good. So far, so good. Not getting arrested for DUIs, are they? Yeah. Yeah. All you that stuff you, where down. are you going to go? There's nowhere to go get a DUI at. Domestic abuse is way down. Well, we don't know that. Well, well you <laughs> know. Things are keep more in-house these days. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, yeah, I think we've uh, we've reached the the end of of this portion of the show. I don't know if you have any parting words, Matt. Thank you so much for for jumping on and talking to oh, football. I, I'm also thankful uh, for all of you guys, and not just your podcast, but I really enjoy your friendship and I enjoy working with you, and uh, it's a pleasure. And I'm really am very honored that you asked me to be on your podcast. I appreciate. Yeah, it. we we did talk about this beforehand, but I think um, we we should probably close uh, this part of the show by asking you to give us our employee evaluations here. Do you want those right now? One sentence employee evaluations. Okay, here we go. Let me see. Oh my God. He got papers. No. Oh no. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, you know, for anybody listening, we just, the four of us just finished and along with many others, I think a really tough year, you know, I mean, the fact that we finished 168 episodes of ridiculousness and uh, 10 episodes of a spinoff, you know, quite an accomplishment i think for the fact that we all had to shift focus and start working from home and not skip a beat really you know when they came back and they told me that we're going to start in, we think we're finally going to start shooting in july but we're still planning to shoot the same amount of episodes that we had on our calendar before 
I was like, are you guys fucking nuts? You know, but it, it kind of, it worked out, you know, it really did. And on top of all that for yourself, Matt Harris, completing a feature film to be available at some point, I'd say next year. Oh, please break this story. I I, I was, I heard from the producer. He said, uh, it's in the final mix, which means they were able to get back in and finish editing on it, you know, and they completed all the special effects. So they're just doing the final mix of the starling and it's to be released in early fall, 2021. And Netflix is very excited. It will be in theaters and hopefully. Yes. That's what I was going to ask. That's awesome. Yeah. So we'll be able to go see it in theaters and, uh, that'd be great. It'd be great. Starring Melissa McCarthy, Timothy yeah. Oliphant, yeah, Kevin all- Klein. Check it out on Netflix, people. First I've read the script. It's incredible, funny, and heartwarming. All go. the things football fans love. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, when Matt got real during the the thank the what he's thankful for this season, kind of reminded me of the script a little bit. It's funny and heartwarming at the same time. Yeah, and thanks for you know, <laughs> it, it's it's true though. You know, we we all have to piece this stuff together all week, every week. And uh, it is nice that we still want to jump on a call and, and talk together. So it's pretty I sweet. It. I really do. I really do. So thank you. Thank you all. And I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. Oh, thank you, Matt. Too. Happy Go Bears. To you and yours. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to wait a little while to see the Starling. But the wait is finally over. With so many football teams strutting their stuff right now, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still get in on all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you get it. You can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team and player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online. Your sportsbook experts. Should we just go ahead and place a, a bet for Starling Best Picture right now? Yeah. Get good odds on that? Lock I'm going to write the guys at Bet Online and try and see if we can get futures on Best yeah. Picture in 2021. They got to take our email. Uh, give, me Macklemore, give me Macklemore for the Grammys. <laughs> in 2021 or this year? Because right now, I don't think he's nominated. Both, both, both. Lock it down, both. Tease it. Okay. Support for Sorry We Love Football comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing in the past. Don't be a Grinch. Shave that shit. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. That's why this revolutionary company, Manscaped, has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 3.0 is proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer cuts on your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower, the hot tub, the the jacuzzi you got in the back of the limo. Wherever you got to shave, they got you covered. The lawnmower 3.0 comes inside the brand new Perfect Package 3.0. A lot of 3.0s in here, guys, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut-free, and smell nice down there. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you use on your balls. That's just nasty. 
This new package includes the Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Don't know what that has to do with your face, but you can just go ahead and put this on the smelliest part of your body. Yes, balls stink. You don't need to put deodorant on your armpits. Speaking of the sweaty and stinky balls, I personally am thankful for the Crop Reviver. This product, along with the Crop Preserver, keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. There's a lot more work we could be doing on our on our nut sacks. I mean, that's true, man. smell good. That's the point. The manly scent is attractive, and it's going to set the mood for you know what I mean. Sex? And other stuff. You don't have to have sex and smell good at the same time. You could just go to the dinner table, and you just a nice little secret for yourself that you're looking good, feeling good, smelling good. The perfect package also comes with a pair of Manscaped boxers that's going to keep your junk feeling fresh all day long. It's time to upgrade from those used pair of boxers to the high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped boxers. Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and your friends the best gift of all. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Thank you, Dan. That was that was just Dan's balls, just right there. Hey guys, it's me. Yo. Oh guys. <laughs> it's time to talk about week 12. And unfortunately for me, Danny is catching up. He is one game behind from the, the lead total. It's I'm sitting at 105 wins. Danny's got 104. Jamel's at 93. He did gain a little bit this week. I picked. I should have picked up a couple. I honestly, when I picked the Ravens, I wasn't even paying attention to what you're saying. I just heard Ravens, and I was like, "Okay, Ravens." Yeah, I mean, I could have been completely tied with you, but I obviously said, "If PJ Walker starts, you can't let me. You can't keep me to the Carolina Panthers bet." That was a big mistake. Yeah, which hold on, what does that mean? He, I, I thought don't you should have got should, that point. You don't if you give him that give point because no, I don't give him that point because he didn't he, give me that point. He explicitly said if Bridgewater was playing. Okay, I think I that's think right. that's a nil, and I nailed nice. it. Let's talk about the three Thanksgiving games that we get. The first one is a stinker: Texans at Lions. How did the Lions get shut out in Carolina this past week? What the because fuck? Stafford has no hand or something. I don't know. I mean, whatever he's good at doing, he's less good at because of his stupid hand problem. Give me the Texans. I, they played really well, actually, last week for being a crappy bottom-of-the-barrel team. So I, if, if, if anyone can blank the, the Lions, it's probably the Texans. Well, the only thing that's on the Lions' side is they're the only people who are used to playing at 9 a.m., uh, so I'm going to stick with the Lions, despite my better judgment. Yes. I'm going with the Lions here as well. And I know the Texans are a better team. Uh, and I picked them last week, and that was one of the reasons Danny's not ahead, is I got that Texans over Pat's pick. But, yeah, there's you know, it's the Lions. It's Thanksgiving. This is all they have. This is their Super Bowl every year. This and they, is what and they, they lose it. They do lose it often. Mm. Do you hope they go with the no logo uh, helmet, which now the team gets to sport, even though it used to be the cool thing the Lions get to do once a season. Uh, yeah. You think they're going to well, go with the metallic? Well, true no logo. Yeah. yeah. They're going to come out there in some burlap. Who do you want to see performing 
here. Uh, is this a Kid Rock halftime? They've done it before. I think there's a, probably some new Detroit native who they're going to roll out. Uh, it's going to be uh, Danny Brown and Michael Bublé. Nice. Nicely done. Uh, to our listeners, Scott, you get to skip this game. Why don't you just help out around the kitchen or you know, do some extra chores or just get, get on the good side of your significant other or your family so you can settle in for the next two games, which actually matter, which are team at Cowboys. Yes, these two teams have bad records, but this is for first place. Whoever wins this is in first place in the NFC East. So we've got a first place divisional struggle going on here. This could make or break Jamel's entire Thanksgiving. I'm picking the team. Give me Alex Smith. Fuck you, Andy Dalton. I mean, Andy Dalton has to be worried. Our defense loves to kill quarterbacks. They have no regard. Is Greg Williams secretly coaching these guys? Who's running? Who's calling the place back there? I don't want to pick the team, but I. it's like, can I pick the American Chopper Marathon? Unfortunately, no. This is the game right in the middle of the day that most of America will be tuned into, including the Johnson family. Yeah. Give me the fucking team. I can't lose a point in our standings because of the Dallas Cowboys. I will not do it. And I like the team's running game. They play pretty well yeah. uh, during, during when America cares. And America cares. Give me the team. Who else uh, did the team destroy this season? I know they just ruined Joe Burrow's life. I can't remember who else they killed. I mean, that's it. That's two huge deaths. Andy Dalton and Joseph Burr. That's right. They killed Andy Dalton. Okay. He just <laughs> oh, came man, back to kill him again. And then the game of the night. Uh, Ravens at Steelers. The Steelers are 10-0. and 0. Danny's still not worried about them whatsoever. This team just keeps winning. And then you have the Ravens, who we've said is something wrong about this team all season long. And weirdly, I think it's the passing game. Last year, you had at least Marquise Brown going deep for... You know, a few touchdowns, it seemed like, every other week, and it seemed like they were stretching the field more. I it, I don't know what's going on. It seems like the, the passing offense isn't working in Baltimore. Yeah, and now they're a COVID ward, and they're not going to have two of their running backs, which are the only thing that scares anybody about them. And once again, the Steelers get lucky and play a tough AFC opponent who is completely hobbled, and they're going to just keep lucking out and maybe go 16-0 and because they haven't played anybody for real. Give me the Steelers. Blech. Yeah, yeah. Unless uh, you're not rooting for a Des Bryant miracle? Desi, I would love it. On the field. We got about four catches on Sunday. Nah, First you know catches I, since 2017. It's a stat I wrote down. I am going to be wrong, but I have to attempt to pick up some games. I assume you guys are both picking the Steelers. So there I will pick the Cravens. The Cravens. I'm the Cravens in this one. Oh, yes. Because this is their season. This is the, the Browns are now ahead of the Ravens. The AFC playoff picture with the Bills and the Dolphins, like the Ravens are kind of messing around with not even making it into the tournament this this uh, year. So they need this one a lot more than the Steelers do. I know the Steelers, nothing would make them happier than knock off the Ravens, but uh, they're good enough. They're I'll good enough to pull some crazy shit. Uh, you know who doesn't me... make it to the playoffs? Teams that aren't very good, and the Ravens aren't. 
Give me PPD <laughs> COVID. Give me PPD COVID here, actually. I forgot. Oh, PPD <laughs> COVID. That's but this one, th- I will not sign off on this one because this one is very close to the bandsaw here. These 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 six players already, If they, the NFL already said if a couple more tomorrow test positive, it's over. You can hey, pick look, it too, and I know. I know. Look. You you're picking the game based on the Steelers being better, right? Better information you have, right? I have that the Ravens are all sick, so I'm gonna go with PPD COVID. Fine, what was because you're with... ten points back, we'll give yeah, it to you. Yeah, let me breathe, let me live. What was up with Harbaugh, John, with Malcolm Butler and some of the the Titans players before that game? It was strange. It was something to do with the playoff game last year. They had dudes. Um, I know, dirty clothes. Uh, sorry, my brother walked in. Uh, it's uh, it was because they were they were kicking up the shield. Let's move on. Let's go into the Sunday 10 a.m. games. Dolphins at Jets. Dolphins, one of the most disappointing performances all last week. Did they bench Tua or did he get hurt? He got benched for Ryan Fitzpatrick as a way, I guess, of the coach to say, "Hey, nobody's above the law. You know, you're a first round pick." Seven round guy doesn't matter. You get benched if you're playing like shit. It's weird. It's that kind of old school bullshit. But I trust Flores, so maybe it's a smart move. Dolphins by a thousand. I don't know why <laughs> the Chargers defense couldn't beat up on the Jets more. That would have really helped me bridge the two point gap I lost by in fantasy. But the Jets aren't good. The Dolphins are. Dolphins across the board. Yeah, Fins. I regret not picking the Broncos. They were one of the three games where I was really on the fence. I was so I was a nut hair away from picking the Broncos. But it is Fins. Yeah, the Broncos are kind of a test for if your team is really good. If because their defense is great against teams that aren't good and shitty against real teams. So I guess maybe that says something about the Dolphins. They also had to bench Tua, which is weird. But I guess, you know, it's kind of that stupid motivational shit that all coaches do. If if the Jets just sucked a little more and the Chargers had gotten one or two more sacks, I could have won my fantasy game. I'm still mad about that. I hate you, Jets. Dolphins all the way. Cardinals at Patriots. Ooh. I saw the Patriots tease everybody by beating the Ravens and then lose the Texans. I don't know what the fuck this Patriots team is. But I'm picking them. I don't know why, but I'm picking them against the Cardinals. Ooh, I have no reason. Uh, I can't support you here, Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, I the the one thing that they aren't is a good defense anymore. So whatever Cam is doesn't matter. I hope it's a shootout. Give me some Car- uh, Kyler Murray fantasy points, but the Cardinals will win. Jesus, man. The Hopkins. I mean, it was a Thursday game, so I knew the offense. Offenses aren't good on Thursdays, but that shit hurt, bro. That seven? God, if he had caught, like, one more ball, I would have won. Oh, my God. And take us to overtime. I mean, that's that's what you do, right? Take us to overtime, Kyler. And then I would have stomped. I would have been in first fucking place right now. God damn it. Uh, Panthers at Vikings. Vikings. Just blew a game at home to Dallas just when everybody thought they were going to make a playoff push. Embarrassing. Uh, but I'm still picking them. But I hate them. I mean, they're very hateable. I can't. What even I, happened in that game? Was it just 
Kirk Cousins is the worst guy ever? Well, I think I, Zeke finally decided to get his head out of his ass. He liked the watermelon thing a lot. And that's just what it was. Yeah, I mean, let's not forget the Vikings haven't had a defense all season. They, they've they not shown up to one single game. So if they can't stop Andy Dalton, I guess they're going to have their hands full with P.J. Walker I, and Mike Davis. Uh, so, yeah, Panthers. Uh, give me the Vikings because I don't care anymore. Vikings. Browns at Jags. The Jags still have an outside shot at this uh, first-round pick. They need the Jets to win a game, but the Jags are pretty bad. So the this Jags, is a Browns victory. Why did the Jags even try in the first quarter? What's the point of them coming out and even doing anything? Jags are trying to incentive. get – Jags are in the number one seed hunt, or not seed, uh, overall pick. They're looking for that yep. number one – against the Jets. The Jets look spry. So, you know, the Jags have to fall apart. Plus some of their defense is hurt and even more shitty than it normally is. Browns running game. Good. Give me the Browns. Brownies. Guys, we're done with the bye weeks, by the way. These are full slates going forward. Everybody well, has gotten I, to take a week off. I thought the Bucks. I thought the Bucks have the latest one ever. They got to, they got to buy in like week 13. That's true. Oh, do they have some sort of COVID buy coming up? Yeah, yeah. Once we it's beat like them. It's like the latest buy ever, yeah. Because this week, they're playing Danny's team, but we'll get to that. Right now, we got Titans at Colts. This is a good game. Game and the Colts week. showed up and beat the Packers in a weird overtime. Um, Yo, that wasn't a pass, man. That wasn't a pass, and that shit Tom Brady did also wasn't a pass. Terrible. I'm sorry, Jamal. No, it's fine. The AFC, I'm picking the Colts. Yeah, the AFC South is everything to me, and I'm picking the Titans against my better judgment. Uh, Colts just looked good in the ways that the Titans can't handle. Defense and, uh, you know, I don't think anything in the, on the Titans' defense really scares you, even though Phillip Rivers is bad. When he has time, he's good. I hate them, but give me the Colts. Oh, wow. Danny's been with me on the Colts. And look at that. Phillip Rivers, 7-3, and three, has his team on the fast track to the playoffs. That does not he make him good. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, 7-3. and three. Come on. Yeah, defense. Giants at Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow is dead. Joe Judge beat the shit out of his O-lineman coach. Yo, that is the best story of the weekend for me. This Which means you have is- to be fired, right? If you get beat up by somebody, you're fired. I mean, for sure. The, whoever won the fight, the loser gets fired. Oh, yeah. It's like Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They did it in front of a cliff. And there's a white guy who looked like Forrest Whitaker in war paint. <laughs> out a white there. guy who looked like Forrest Whitaker? Well, you got to do hey, the white equivalent of all the Black Panther characters. I totally yeah, it, understand it, it, what this, you're saying. This is a white Panther showdown. <laughs> yeah, I think every offensive line coach in the league looks like a white Forrest Whitaker, so... <laughs> <laughs> That makes total sense. White Forest Whitaker. That's the title of the the episode. That was when I saw that shit. That's when I realized that the yeah. When Matt said the the winner of the East was going to win five games, when Joe Judge smacked, when the Giants finally figured out how to run the ball without Saquon, and then the head coach smacks the O line coach, you know, ain't nobody winning no games. 
Is that you picking the Bengals? No, I'm picking the Giants. <laughs> you had to because Ryan Finley, and for what it's worth, I actually did some research for the earlier part of the show on what was going on around this time in 2019. One thing that's exactly the same is Ryan Finley starting for the Bengals. And he's starting again, and they're still in there. We're depressed about Joe, period. They're going to later be in there. Let's fight for Joe, period. And uh, <laughs> But that's not happening yet. Yeah, not quite yet. Yeah, give me the Giants, even though you're right. Somebody gets punched in the face, that's usually a losing situation. Not this time, though. Fair. Yeah, I'm going Giants, too, as disgusting as it is. Uh, okay, Chargers at Bills. Billy's. Billy's for me as well. Yeah, you'd think that it was a situation that the Chargers could actually take advantage of, but they just don't win games like this, or really many games at all. Nice to see Herbert get a win. I know it was against the Jets, and you wanted them to do some things differently, but the guy deserves to not lose to the Jets. On paper, the Chargers should be good. There's, I still don't understand it. How do they lose? Uh, last morning game. Raiders at Falcons. Ooh, I should not play Nelson Aguilar in this game. Now I know what you're saying. I know why your eyes Nelson are doing that. Huge drop. Yeah, I'm I'm giving you major eyes right now. But here's the thing about Nelson Aguilar that I figured out this week that I should have known all along, being on my Raiders wave. Nelson will only show up against the best team. Anyone less than the best team, he's doing absolutely dick shit doo-doo. That's Nelson. Yep, I, you might be right about that. Although I really, I mean, the way Derek Carr was playing was nuts. I have never seen him act like he's that. Good. But uh, you don't need Nelson Aguilar to win a game against a bad defense. You got Darren Waller. You got Josh Jacobs. You got De- Devontae Booker somehow is a thing. So, uh, yeah, I hate picking these teams that I hate, but here we go again with the Raiders. The wait is finally over. Football is in full effect. With many teams strutting their stuff, that's genitals. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile. To make sure you can get in on everything, make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Afternoon games, Niners at Rams. Jared Goff versus Tom Brady and the who could just have the shittier turnover bowl last Monday night. Goff um, somehow survived. Geez, the Rams are in good position to make the playoffs. Uh, that was kind of a surprise team this season. They're pretty good. Now, I, I, do, I got a bet open with somebody that the Rams were going to do better than the Bucs. You and do? I, and I feel very good about my decision. Uh, Jared Goff can go to hell, though, and I wish nothing but, con- you know, ill will to him and his family. That, the third pick, unforgivable. That's just my stance. Uh, Rams across the board? Obviously. I mean, there's their defense, man. 
Both ends, yeah. front yeah. and back. The defense is really good. Jalen Ramsey. To... I was just gonna say Jalen Ramsey is the only. He's the only DB I've seen get that shutdown corner deal and live up to it the following season. He's like the Derrick Henry of the defense to me because he's big and fast in that way that's just it's shocking. How is he that big, but also does everything the, that fast people do? It's yeah, I know. It's wacky. He's breaking, to watch. Up screen, he's breaking up screen plays. He's scoop slamming six three guys. He's all over the place. He's he's got illegitimate children in the league. <laughs> in the league. If you're fucking, you can't lose. It's real. Uh, okay, Rams across the board. There are no Niners intrigue. They're four and six. They were frisky. And I know, uh, against you the know they have a roster that's been all over the place, and their full roster could maybe beat these Rams. But I just think it's too little, too late. Give me them Rams. Saints yeah. at Broncos. Saints at Broncos. Taysom Hill starts another game while Jameis Winston just rots on the sideline, wasting his entertaining play, and America loses. I hate it. I'm going with the Broncos. Woo! Just because, you know, I'm doing that terrible, bad decision-making thing where I should have did the thing I wanted to last week, and now I'm doubling down because I should have last time, and I'm definitely going to be wrong this time. Broncos. Putting your manscaped nuts on the table. Zip, zip. That's the 3.0. <laughs> That's the sound. Doesn't The 2.0 is way different. I think, uh, <laughs> like I said earlier, the Broncos do present a test for teams that aren't, for offenses, I guess, that aren't that good uh, and, and can expose you. And I think they might do a little bit of that to Taysom Hill. But, man, it was the Saints defense that really was fun to watch in this past game. I mean, they just were kicking the shit out of people. They were just sacking the fucking hell out of dudes. And uh, you love to see it. You love to see the Saints defense wake up like I said they would in the beginning of the year. From all the way downtown, I was right. So – you're going Saints in this one. But I do agree with Jamel. There's a there's an angle here. Broncos at home. Taysom Hill, it's only a second ever start. You know, he's not a sure thing. Yeah, that altitude can make you act crazy. Where are your nuts, Hardigan? Zip, zip. Oh, I'm going Saints. <laughs> in the pants. His nuts are marching Chiefs, in. Chiefs at Bucks. Maybe game of the week. Hold on. Jamal has to repeat that so that we get that clean. (laughs) I'm sorry. Dan's nuts are marching in. All right. There we go. (laughs) Took me a second. uh, Okay. uh, Chiefs at Bucks. You get your Brady revenge, Danny. You've been waiting for this. Do you, what do you want? What, like, what's the, the scenario here that like, do you want, do you think Brady will shake Mahomes' hand no matter what? I know he keeps doing this thing where he doesn't shake the other guy's hand. He didn't shake Goff's hand on Monday night. Or Foles. Uh, he doesn't Orfuls. like inferior quarterbacks that he loses to. That hurts him deep down in his ego. And he gave Mahomes props after the AFC Championship loss. It could be that he really just is only magnanimous when he wins a game. But I actually think that that he cares about the the competitive na- uh, the competitive nature of two titans going at it with each other and when he doesn't see the other person on his level 
he treats him like shit, which is a shitty way to be. And Mahomes would never do that. But he'll give it to Mahomes no matter what, especially now that there's a controversy that makes him look bad. He's all about image. He's a piece of shit. The one thing that I'm looking at is the fact that, like Jamel said, week 13 by, so this is an old man who hasn't had his rest. <laughs> and it's Monday that he played uh, just just yesterday against the Rams, got his butt kicked there too, threw two picks, and he's only getting weaker. So even though our defense looked like utter trash, I think they show up against Brady and at least give Mahomes enough juice to win by a touchdown. I mean, I got to go Chiefs, and it's because of the Chiefs' offense. I think Brady's going to have a great game, but I don't think you can – you can't beat the Chiefs in a shootout. It's just not going to work in your favor. They're going to end up with the ball with about a minute 48 left, no matter what you do, and that is what is what will happen here. And I think, Yeah, you know, I'm done picking against the Chiefs. I'm not going to pick against Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to win more times than not. Yeah. I just say Chiefs. It's easy. I mean, I only did it like twice, and I was 50%. Sunday night, Bears at Packers. A once proud division rivalry. Too bad Matt couldn't oh, uh, my bad. on this one. Hold on. My mom. What's up, mom? <laughs> Get her in here. She just walked away. Didn't even, I don't know. Give me a team. Let's get a a team pump up speech. Mom, what the, what's up? She walked away. It's over. Happy Thanksgiving. Bears at Packers. Sunday night game. Nick Foles triumphant return from an injured butt. Uh, the Packers, I mean, you know, A-Rod still has the slumpy shoulders, as Danny pointed out a few weeks ago. The man's body language is soggier than ever. Um, that being said, I'm still picking the Packers, so there's just no reason to not. Yeah, I mean, and and he does get sulky when he knows he's not going to win a Super Bowl, like is the case this year, but he can beat a shitty team. I mean, it's, it's all you're asking him to do is out duel, but hurt Nick Foles or everybody knows he has a tiny dick, Mitch Trubisky and you know, case closed on that. If you have a little face, you have a little dick. That's confirmed. Mitch Trubisky, (laughs) tiny face. It's like that trick where you measure your how, like how far your hand your fingers are from your whatever your thumb. Yeah, if you put your hand in front of your face and your <laughs> hand is smaller than your face, you got a little yeah, that dick. That game was great. Uh, so we're Packers all the way there, and then Monday night. I'm sorry, America. It's Seahawks at Eagles. I'm picking the Seahawks. I hate this Eagles team a lot. What is the part of it that you hate the most? What is the most offensive to you about what's going on? Um, kind of what we touched on, or just the seeming indifference with just like losing. Doug did this after the Super Bowl season when we were like four and six at one point, and I bought into it, but he was just like, you know, we're fine. It's going to be okay. And like it just seems like they don't fucking care. Like they they just have like a game plan and they like blame the players for not executing. I don't know really know. Like take some responsibility. Just be like I suck. This team sucks. 
We don't deserve anything. He keeps saying, like, we're in first place and we like where we're at. He keeps doing that shit. So fire Peterson. That's who you want. I mean, I used to think he was an untouchable. He'd have some grace period after the Super Bowl win, but we're approaching fire Doug territory. I'm not saying that yet, but we're getting there. That, that dude better watch first. out for flying batteries. I mean, that's also true. No fans in the stands. They're still throwing batteries. No, we got like 20% capacity. Well, I'm picking the Seahawks. It's, it's a better better bird. Better team. Yeah. Not a better bird. I guess if this Thanksgiving you had to eat one bird, you would eat a Seahawk over an eagle. Yeah. And, yeah uh, exactly. I'm going to be dining on Seahawks victory soup the next day. Sounds pretty nasty, but yes. <laughs> I hate you, Philadelphia Eagles. I hate for what you've done to me. They hate you back. They do. That's what it feels like. <laughs> you've got mail. All right, let's do our mailbag. Every week, especially around the holidays, it feels like this mailbag is filling up with envelopes, packages, what have you. Uh, thanks for sending them. We're going to keep reading them. Danny, you got a piece of mail? I do. I'm going to just pull this one out, um, go deep in the bag here. From Tom, Okay, this one's interesting. This is from Tom Brady's personal secretary. All right, I'm going to open this up. Dear sirs, it is with great regard for your program that I write to you on this occasion. No doubt there will be rampant speculation amongst yourselves and your colleagues in the media about my employer's refusal to shake hands with Jared Goff following last night's contest, and similarly, Nick Foles before him. I contend that there was no refusal, but rather a lack of awareness by the other quarterbacks in the league on the proper etiquette of how to behave in the presence of His Royal Highness Tom Brady. When approaching His Highness, one must bow at the neck, or for a woman, perform a small curtsy. The formal address is Tom, pronounced with a, short, with a short O, as in bomb. If his highness so chooses, he will extend a hand, and the commoner quarterback may then shake it and immediately go back to the locker room. The only personage in the NFL whose rank supersedes that of his highness is Her Majesty, Queen Belichick. It is my sincere hope that this clears up any misrepresentation. Signed, Sir Anthony Durham Smythe, personal secretary to His Highness Tom Brady, Duke of Foxborough. Wow. He still he still got his title out there? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, obviously I've been watching a lot of The Crown, so I understand this. I understand exactly what's going on here. <laughs> it's a breach of etiquette. Tom, do, Tom does not is not used to being treated that way. True, yeah. He should wear. Uh, <coughs> oh man! He should. He should wear some knickers. Then people don't know what to like. He should have socks. He should have shoes with buckles on. He should look like a little fancy boy in public. You're right. Then it wouldn't happen. Gross. Jamal, you got a letter? Yeah, I do. Uh, this letter comes to us um, from New Pittsburgh, Virginia. Um, Yeah, okay, I guess this is his name. Uh, hey, what's up, guys? It's Flaccid Bro Burris here. Huge fan of the show. Have been listening since day one. 
And I've been a big fan of football all my life. And I have noticed over the years, it seems like guys are wearing cups way less. Are guys not worried about their dicks as much anymore? What happens in a pile, in in a scrum? Are linemen not trying to rip each other's nuts off? Did that just stop? Is there a league-wide like cease and desist on nut battery? Let me know what you guys think. All the best. Flaccid bro, I, I would love to really go in-depth on this question. There's nothing I like more than discussing football dicks, but... I feel like we have strained the <laughs> topic of of men's cocks in the last thirty minutes of the show alone. Yeah, sure, <laughs> that's that's probably true, but I don't see anybody with a cup on. I'm just concerned. I like what flaccid bros. I like where his head's at. I do think there's an opportunity to perhaps redesign the cup and how it's used because I feel like it's the comfort thing. If you look at players' pants. They're not even wearing knee pads or thigh pads anymore either. They just want kind of full range of movement, and they don't want anything interfering, even if it's something that's protecting their junk. So I just like that the Jamel said, I like where his head's at. And that was <laughs> yet another football dick joke. Another classic, bro. Come on. <laughs> this okay, is the holiday I got edition. a letter here. This is from last Thanksgiving. I probably could, but I promised I would read it this time. It's a letter from John Madden. It says, hey, guys, as everyone knows, I invented the turducken, which is a chicken inside a duck inside a turkey. That's some smash mouth dinner right there. Do you guys have any food concoctions you invent around the holidays that you think can compete with a turduck? Let me know. Signed, John Madden. I thought this was a great question for Danny because Danny, while being a great cook, also feel like is the person who appreciates food here the most so for sure i have my version i make a little grilled cheese but it's with macaroni and cheese because there's always mac and cheese laying around i like to get the really crispy bread it's basically a grilled cheese but it's mac i don't think this is anything that's you know fucking reinventing the wheel but that's my move yeah, well, you did come to the right guy for this because as it happens, we've been watching a few. You know how you have you have your main shows, and then you have a couple of like bullshit. Let's pass the time watching this easy to watch thing. Lately, we've been watching Giada's Holiday Handbook. Giada De Laurentiis, one of the worst people in the world, but still decent holiday ideas. She always makes everything Italian. This year, we're going to try with the leftovers to make little. Turkey and stuffing arancini, fried balls. Yet another football dick joke, Whoa. but fried balls of leftovers. We're gonna try it. We're gonna see how it works. Who? Okay. So Wait, you're going the Porto's go route? Potato balls. Yeah. That's right. Mama Porto taught me this recipe as well. All you have Daddy to do Porto is boil God. it. Well, you have to cook it and then fry it. Cook it first, then ball it up. Fry it. Whatever you made, ball it and fry it. I, of course, uh, like I to do it. turkey Jamal, nachos. You I'd like to turkey do turkey nachos. nachos, you know. It's pretty easy. Once again, there's always some turkey laying around. Get that. Little cheese. You could also work mac and cheese into this if you want to go that way. But it's pretty easy. All you really need is, you know, some onions, tomato, turkey, cheese, chips, oven. It's over. 
Seven minutes of your life, tops, for delicious nachos. Uh, final thoughts on the week, guys. I, I'm just going to say uh, I'm glad that we're able to do this right now. I, I know we already said what we were thankful for, but uh, love doing the show. But, hey, it's time to get back to my honeymoon. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. It's, it's way past time. I'll for just sure. say a uh, final thought. I was going to make fun of Her- Justin Herbert's haircut, but who cares? I wish all of you guys the best. I wish you the best, Hardigan, on your honeymoon. If uh, if anybody was hearing these sniffles and coughs, I'm sure he's fine. Dan does blame it on what he believes is a hangover, but that is what everybody who tested positive for COVID since the history of COVID uh, has yeah. said. So I don't know. We'll find out. Hope you're all right, but have fun. Thank you. For sure. I have passed two tests uh, in the last week, but it, you never know. You never know. Uh, me, my final thought. Um, I forgot to say I was thankful for my Dolphins uh, support the troops beanie. I love this beanie. Uh, that's my favorite beanie. Uh, I'm also uh, thankful for you guys and the fans. Thanks for listening. Uh, follow us on all the platforms. It's at Sorry We Love NFL everywhere. And I'm also thankful for one of my DC homies who uh, had a bunch of room in his place in December. So as soon as the holidays are done, I am out of my parents' house for the rest of my trip. Amen. Nice. Um, I guess it's the t- part of the show where we apologize. I'm sorry for Thanksgiving. I'm sorry for the uh, uh, Puritans. Yeah. yeah, we didn't even get into the, the hell day that is Thanksgiving, and exactly. I'm sorry for that. Yeah, sorry, guys. Sorry what, for what I'm going to do to my body as well. Sorry to my body. I haven't had cheese in days just getting ready for this mac and cheese. I'm very excited. Lo siento.